Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Friday, August 26th, and we're here updating whenever there's news all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. The Department of Justice has released the Mar-a-Lago affidavit. This is what the FBI used to justify its search of Donald Trump's home on August 8th. The affidavit makes the stunning revelation that and clearly showing Okay, you get the point. As was expected, the document was heavily redacted. We'll update you on the details after we have some time to... Okay, we get it. We get it. All right, enough. A Silicon Valley startup is getting a lot of attention for its controversial work, erasing the accents of all call center employees. Here's how it works. The company, Sanas, uses artificial intelligence to change voices in real time. It gives, for example, a call center worker in India a Western accent. Here's an example from Sanas' website. Can I get your full name, phone number, and address to check in on that order? Can I get your full name, phone number, and address to check in on that order? Critics say it's alienating and dehumanizing to people outside the U.S., but some foreign workers say it actually reduces the abuse they experience from U.S. callers. Moderna is suing Pfizer and its German partner BioNTech over its COVID-19 vaccine. Moderna claims Pfizer improperly used its mRNA technology to make its own version of the COVID vaccine. Moderna says it's not looking for Pfizer to stop making vaccines, but the Washington Post says it's looking to corner the mRNA market for the future. Pfizer says its research is original. What's notable here is that both companies based a lot of their COVID vaccine on research from the taxpayer-funded NIH, although Moderna says its lawsuit is separate from that work. Move over, Joe Rogan. Podcasting has new royalty. Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex podcast Archetypes, premiered this week and is now the number one show on Spotify, dethroning the Joe Rogan experience, which held the title on and off for years. And that's despite Joe Rogan's super interesting episode on Thursday with Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, I do a, I do a bunch of social media. I do a lot of messaging. Um, I really don't watch that much TV. Burning Man is back, and depending on how you feel about the polarizing Desert Arts Festival, that's great news or just another thing to roll your eyes at. The week-long event has been on hiatus for the past two years because of COVID, but it returns to the Nevada desert on Sunday and runs through Labor Day. The Big Wooden Man will be set alight on Saturday the 3rd. Hey, if you like any of these segments that we're producing for the Refresh from Insider, did you know that you can share any of them on social media? It's true. Just look in the description section of your podcast app, and you'll see a little share link next to each story. It's super easy. Give it a try. Coming up, we catch up on the biggest news of the streaming industry this summer. Fed Chair Jerome Powell gave remarks at the annual Jackson Hole Economic Symposium, and the takeaway is, um, pain? While higher interest rates, slower growth, and softer labor market conditions will bring down inflation, they will also bring some pain to households and businesses. These are the unfortunate costs of reducing inflation. It's the most direct signal yet that the Federal Reserve does not plan to ease away from its aggressive monetary policy anytime soon. 
If you were a student at any point during the pandemic, there's a good chance you took an online test overseen by a virtual proctor. And before those tests begin, proctors typically make students show their room, basically to make sure there's no cheating material nearby. Well, a federal judge has now ruled that kind of room scanning unconstitutional. The judge said the scans violate students' right to privacy and constitute, quote, unreasonable searches and seizures. New research from Forbes suggests that more than half of all Bitcoin exchanges are fake. What does that mean? Well, let's say there are lots of bots out there pretending to trade Bitcoin. That can give Bitcoin and its proponents something to point at and hype up its value. It's called wash trading. Bad actors can inflate the price, then unload their now expensive assets onto the market. Essentially, it's a pump and dump. Two Florida residents have pleaded guilty to stealing the diary of President Biden's daughter, Ashley, back in 2020. In the final days of Biden's presidential campaign, Amy Harris and Robert Kurlander found and sold the diary to a far-right activist group called Project Veritas. And then another conservative site got hold of the diary and published excerpts, which included embarrassing revelations. Though Project Veritas never published the diary itself and claims it didn't know it had been stolen, the two defendants have agreed to cooperate with an investigation into the company. Trump's son-in-law and advisor Jared Kushner said in a live stream this week that since leaving the White House, he's been focused on exercise. But not because he wants to, you know, get fit or lose some weight or anything, but because he thinks he might become immortal. Yep. And I think that there's a, a good probability that my generation is hopefully with the advances in science, either, you know, the, the, the first generation to live forever or the last generation that's going to die. And so as a member of Kushner's generation, I can confidently say I want zero part in this. It's been a wild summer for streaming services with lots of ups and downs for companies and consumers. Insiders Media reporter Travis Clark is here to talk about the highlights, the lowlights, and what's in store for the future of TV. So Travis, this summer seems to have been a pivotal moment for the streaming industry in general. What are the most important things that happened? First off, there was this massive Warner Media discovery merger, this new company that is aiming to combine HBO Max, which was Warner Media's streaming service, with its own streaming service, Discovery Plus, and they're aiming to do that by next year. The second thing, Netflix's sub- subscriber losses, you know, after a decade of unprecedented growth, they've seen two quarters in a row of subscriber losses. That's the first time in the company's history. So there's just a lot of shifts with consumers figuring out what streaming services they want and then there's consolidation and, you know, I foresee more of that happening. So to dig in a little bit on the HBO Max and Discovery merger, there have been a lot of news stories out there about HBO Max shows being cut, being, you know, removed from programming, removed from social media even. Mm. There was that whole kerfuffle about the Batgirl movie that was apparently already done and they decided to scrap it. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about what is happening within Discovery now that it has HBO Max? Yeah, I mean, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery is mainly trying to cut costs. They inherited loads of debt when they merged with Warner Media. The CEO, David Zaslav, is very focused on streamlining the company. They're basically canceling a lot of projects for basically what comes down to tax write-offs. 
So zooming back out a bit, the the HBO Max Discovery merger, Netflix being dethroned. Why is all of this coming to a head right now? What is it about this year and this summer that's made it a ripe time to just shake up the streaming industry? Yeah, I mean, there was a huge boom for streaming during the pandemic. A lot of new services debuted. There was Peacock, Paramount Plus, Quibi for a very short time. <laughs> Love Quibi. Miss Quibi every day. Yes, that was the one casualty. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people were kind of flocking to these services during a time when they were stuck at home, not much to do. And that kind of led to both new services and older services like Netflix seeing a real boom during the pandemic. Now that is slowing, you know, people are getting out of the house and people are starting to realize that they, you know, they can't really shell out all this money for like five or six streaming services a month. It's a lot of money. So HBO Max was at the forefront of releasing new movies on the platform instead of in theaters. But now it seems to be moving away from that strategy. So what does that mean for the future of movies? Well, movie theaters are obviously like ecstatic about that because, you know, Warner Media obviously put all of their movies last year straight to HBO Max. They, you know, debuted them at the same time in theaters and on streaming. That caused quite an uproar in the theatrical industry. You know, Warner Brothers Discovery and Zaslav, the new CEO, is obviously, like you said, turning away from that. So that's that's good for movie theaters, but movie theaters are also struggling right now. They still have a long road to recovery. We'll have to see how these companies change their movie strategies in the coming year or two. Mm. So, Travis, if you could just look into your crystal ball, I know you got one over there. If you can look into your crystal ball, what do you think streaming is going to look like for viewers over the next couple of years? Yeah, I mean, at the top of my head, I guess the first thing I would say is is fewer options. You know, like we said, HBO Max and Discovery Plus are going to merge next year. You know, there's a lot of speculation about what Disney would do with Hulu. There's a lot of speculation about Disney merging Hulu with Disney Plus. There are always rumors that Paramount and Peacock could face some sort of merger. Paramount Plus is already expected to make Showtime an add-on to Paramount Plus. And, you know, from the consumer standpoint, that might be a good thing. And from, you know, these companies standpoint, they'll be able to, you know, put all their chips in, in one basket. Travis? Thank you so much for chatting. Thanks so much. Travis Clark writes about the media for Insider. Make sure to follow the refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, Dave Smith, and me, Rebecca Ibarra. Carrie Donahue is our executive producer. Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider. And we had help this week from Rob Gunther, Alan Haberchak, Michal Stein, and Dan Gooding. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend. 